guys, how's it going? And welcome to another edition of Patriots Nation UK. This is episode 20, I am 21, sorry. Uh, I am your host, at Matt Inkster on Twitter. At the underscore panic is also here. How's it going, Nick? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Yourself? I'm not too bad. Still in sunny Cancun. Um, last night was the last Monday night football of the holiday. Uh, watching it at a regular, kind of semi-decent time. There, it's an hour behind Eastern time here, so it started. What was that? Twenty past half past seven. Um, but unfortunately, I was going for well, fortunately for me slash wife, I was going for some drinks. Um, with her, the little one was sleeping for a little bit, and then we went for some dinner. So I didn't really see all of the game, but from what I saw, the Steelers were looking half decent, but the Bengals were looking like absolute dog shit. I think yeah. <laughs> from what I saw, anyway. I actually haven't seen any of it, but yeah, from the sort of decent start the Bengals have had, they are going downhill quickly, I think. I think so. Um, so we're not really here to chat Steelers-Bengals, we're here to chat um, Bills and Patriots, but just before we get into that, just the usual stuff to cover, um, rate, review and subscribe, um, tell all your friends, tell your mum, your dad, your dog or whoever, um, hit that subscribe button in your podcasting app and... You know, follow us along the season, I guess. Um, there's the Twitter I've mentioned, at Matt Inkster, at the underscore panic. Um, there's a Facebook page as well. Just search for Patriots Nation UK on Facebook and you'll find us there. So, getting into the game, Nick. Um, overall, what did you make of it? Scrappy, scrappy game. Um, especially offensively for the Patriots. They really struggled to do kind of anything. Um, credit to the Bills' defense. I thought they they played really well, um, but yeah, the Patriots just really couldn't get anything going. They kind of had two drives the entire game, pretty much. One end in touchdown, one ended in an interception in the red zone. So those were kind of the biggest takeaways for me. It was that, yeah. Um, the 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 drives as you mentioned I thought especially the interception one I thought right here we go this is what we talked about um, pre-game the marching down the field doing 10-12 play, play drives and taking a few minutes off the clock each time was going to be one of the ways around this Bills team providing if Josh Allen had a good game then you know I was expecting them to put points on the board and it was a bit gutting that he didn't see um, Micah Hyde coming in in front of him uh, for the interception. Um, I didn't think he should have been throwing it that way in the first place. He did look towards Gordon, but didn't give him enough time to get open. Um, but yeah, it was really scrappy. It wasn't a great game to watch as what I thought it might be. It was low scoring, which we both predicted. I think the over-under was 44.5, and, and it was obviously well below that come the final score, and they didn't even cover the spread, which I was partly surprised by, but not overly, but I guess the defence bailed us out again, you know, to first first overall defence of the league so far this year, and they're absolutely balling as usual. Yeah, they just... They gave up a lot of yards this game, actually, um, well, comparatively to, to what they have done the, the last few mm. weeks. Uh, Frank Gore yeah. had a, a really big game for, for the Bills, um, Josh Allen, I thought was horrific. I just, I, I, I don't think he's good at all, to be perfectly honest. Um, I, I actually did see saw, that in our WhatsApp group. <laughs> yeah, 
so, so for the listeners, we have a, a Bills fan in a in a little fantasy football WhatsApp group. We seem to think that the Bills would have won if Josh Allen had stayed the game. I kind of disagree completely. I actually thought Mark Matt Barkley coming in helped the Bills. I don't think Josh Allen was was playing well at all. I don't know how many interceptions he threw on first down, but he was just trying to throw things that weren't there. The second one of JC Jackson, I actually think he was trying to throw the ball away and he just didn't get enough on it to get it out of bounds. It's just like he just killed them. Yeah, it was uh, as we discussed before the game that you know, if he was on form then they were actually gonna like potentially do something to disrupt our season and maybe put us to three and one instead of four and oh but no, I totally agree. He had a shocker of a game and I I think that as well that, that one to um, interception to Jackson he was totally trying to throw it out of bounds and just it didn't happen um, yeah, I think I there saw... was, was, it, was, was that the one that there was a slight tip on it no I, made... I don't think so I, that was the the one the one I'm speaking about is the one where JC Jackson and the Buffalo receiver were kind of fighting for the ball down the I guess it was the right sideline if you're looking at it from the Bills point of view yeah um, uh... I don't think it was tipped, though. Or was that the Barkley interception, I think, was the one that he was trying to throw it, and he just, I can't remember who it was, that came in behind him and almost and almost took it off him, essentially, and just the ball looped up into the air. Yeah, that was... Uh, yeah, either, either way, yeah. Josh Allen did not play well. And no. I, think, I think that's my issue with Josh Allen. You, you said there, if he played to form... I think very rarely has he shown he can be anything other than what we saw. Maybe not to quite that extreme, but I just don't think he's very good. It's funny because I think with a lot of these sort of pre-season programs that you get, whether it's hard knocks or all or nothing or anything, then generally, I guess it's the way that the directors and producers and stuff spin these things. But you come away actually like thinking this person is a good player at their job, whether it's QB or whatever. I remember the um, hard knocks with the Bucks a couple of years ago. I thought Winston was going to be an absolute stud that year and he was shocking. And this off-season, I watched that was a YouTube sort of similar series, but probably slightly better than hard knocks. It's it's on um, the Buffalo Bills official YouTube posted it. It was a series of four or five um, episodes that I watched uh, it was some, as I say, similar to Hard Knocks, and I thought, Alan's actually going to have a decent year this year, and on form, yeah, totally has a decent time, but anything, I think Sunday's game is more often than not what he he does, and it's could be, you know, it's obviously going to be the detriment to the Bills, ultimately they're, they're not going to make the playoffs if that form continues, if he comes back in for this week or after their bye week, I don't think. For for me, he just I, I know the stats throw it and like he threw four interceptions. I think he threw four and Barkley threw one. I think um, he just doesn't make the simple throws. Like I I don't care that he doesn't make the big long big plays, but he can't hit Frank Gore in the flat for two yards. Yeah, it's then there was there was one to John Brown as well. I thought that should be nailed on, and he he, he almost through an interception with that one. Uh, it's just a simple, like, slant inwards, you know, 
pick up five, six yards, and he couldn't even do that, right? Yeah, I may be reading too much into it, but like at times during the first three quarters when Allen was in the game, they they showed the the Bills coming off the field after another punt or an interception mostly, and then the camera would cut to Cole Beasley, and he just kind of thought like. His face looked like he was thinking, what the hell is going on here? Like, I'm open. Throw me the ball. Yeah, he should have had a much bigger game than he did. He threw, I think he got five or seven passes for 75 yards, but he should have probably had over 100 yards, really, if he'd, as you say, he was open. And Barkley, not Barkley, Josh Allen just wasn't even finding him. Yeah, and when Barkley came in the game, it was all these quick passes, like, they were there. They were there to be yeah. had. They, they drove down. I think he had four out of four on the, the drive, and then the drive came to nothing. But it was still, it showed you exactly what you know they should have been doing when Allen was in the, in the game. Yeah. For me, I know it's hard because you only see these guys twice a year, maybe a little bit more if you're watching a Bills game on the TV or, or you see lots of the featured game on Red Zone maybe, but... He's just not the type of quarterback that gives you consistent play that allows you to win, I don't think. Not based on Sunday's form, anyway. And um, something we we actually spoke about um, last week was Matt Slater, who came up with his first touchdown at the weekend. I did. I I nearly wrote to you and said, I think I'm taking credit for that one. (laughs) Um, But... Yeah, happy for Matt Slater. I, I was surprised they never really mentioned it on the broadcast, to be honest. Obviously, every, everybody kind of knows who he is, but I thought somebody would have mentioned that that was his first touchdown. But I don't I don't believe they did at all. No, I don't, not that I can recall either. I, told, um, I had one eye on it cause the, the set-up here in the hotel. I actually they put the Chiefs-Lions game on the, the big screen and I had the Patriots game on my iPads and... From what I remember, no, they didn't mention it at all, which I was a bit surprised by. But since then, you know, it's all over Twitter and all sorts. That yeah, that was his first touchdown, and um, I actually meant to message you as well and go, oh, remember what we were chatting about the other day? Yeah, so so that was kind of cool. On that play, that's another one that Buffalo killed themselves. Yeah, How, how you can have your gunners still out wide. When Patriots are showing pump block, I don't know. I don't mm. know if they thought, oh, we can just get this off here. Our two gunners will get down, and we've got them guaranteed pinned down there. But still have your gunners outside. It's unforgivable. Yeah. Like that, that, that is quintessential beating yourself. It's, it was a bit of a bizarre one, I must admit. Um surprised that it came off because of the way things seem to be set up with these um, you know you you can't do the the leap over players the same as you used to be able to do and such like so I think there's quite there's maybe a few less punt blocks than there used to be but no that was but he just ran in a straight line he just like came off the edge and ran straight at him he was he was nearly at the ball before it was kicked yeah yeah he almost tackled him it was that bad yeah it was just but, I think it's. Know, I I don't want to blow smoke up the Patriots' ass any more than <laughs> than needs to be done. But when you're in that division, 
you cannot allow things like that to happen. It's hard enough to beat them as it is. Yeah. You can't give the Patriots points. No, but... Like, if that, that, if that know, doesn't happen, the Bills win that game. Yeah, essentially. It's, uh, it, it, did, it came down to those fine margins on Sunday, really, didn't it? Yeah. It maybe feels like I'm underplaying the Patriots' defense a little bit by just saying Josh Allen threw them the ball. Say the, the first, the first interception by McCourty was a good play. Shouldn't have been thrown. Wasn't open. No. Um, J.C. Jackson's second interception again wasn't open. Shouldn't have been thrown, or it should have been thrown, but just yeah, longer and better. Yeah. Um, but with the just the what we're saying there about the the blocked punt and JC Jackson with the interception. He has picked up player of the game this week for his two interceptions and blocked punt that led obviously yeah. to the match later touchdown. So credit to to JC picking up player of the week for that. Um, yeah, that, but, but between last week and this week that's um Jake Bailey getting an award and then JC Jackson picking up this one, so I mean, it's showing that maybe partly that our offense isn't working as well as what we would like it to. And I yeah, don't know I what you make it. Of, but... Yeah, we Sorry, mentioned it last on. week um, after the Jets game. It just it didn't seem right. Uh, and then the Bills game <laughs> looked even worse. So I don't know. I don't know. But... I think they expected uh, James White to be a big part of this game, and to be fair, he probably had one of like two good offensive plays in the game. But that um, throw to him was unbelievable. He just uh, Brady side one step on him and was yeah. like, "No, I'm I'm picking him out," and he he got right over the the top of him, and uh, brilliant catch. Yeah. I j- other than that, though, I think Matt Milano kind of. Tied him up most of the game, and to I be think honest, so, yeah. kind of expecting James White to win that matchup a lot more than he did. Maybe I don't want that, to go in on James White because he's kind of the one surest thing on this offense at the moment. Milano is a a good player, though. I I do rate him. I must admit, and um, James White, and yeah, maybe I mean even Dorsett didn't have the best game, but he, he worked. I for think that got. is Dorsett reverting to type a little bit. I do like I do like Dorset, but he is not a number two receiver, which, and I thought, which, I thought, which he was asked to be on Sunday because Edelman wasn't Edelman. He, no, he, he should have. He was hurt. He probably shouldn't have played. The the best thing that Edelman did, I saw, I picked it up on um, one of the Twitter feeds yesterday. Was I didn't the block that for time. the touchdown. Yeah, exactly yeah, that. That's yeah. exactly what I was about to say. That's probably why his best play of the whole game was. I mean, yeah. apart from that, he shouldn't have really been in the game for yeah, the injury he had, that he, he's he had. He had one big drop on, I think it was a second down play. He could have still been running now if he'd caught it. Yeah. Uh, but, but he uh, dropped it. I sort of put, I guess, positives are the defence, but also I, I picked up mm. on something this morning when I was looking was, the last 11 touchdowns for the Patriots reads Matt Slater, Brandon Bolden, Burkhead, Julian Edelman, Dorsett, Sonny Michelle, James White, Jimmy Collins, Stephon Gilmore, Tom Brady and Antonio Brown. That's 11 touchdowns with 11 different players scoring them. I, I saw that and took it a lot more negatively than everyone else did. And 
that means you rather, don't have someone you can rely on. There was four, three or four defensive or special teams touchdowns in there. It's not what I'm looking for. One, two, three. Slater, yeah. Collins. Gilmore. Gilmore. Yeah, yeah not, but not, even then, if you if you take out those three, then you've you're got still, Brown, who's not on the team anymore. You've you've still got eight of them, including Brown, that's not there anymore for obvious reasons. And yeah, you don't want that, do you? You want someone to pick up. You know, you want to see Edelman times five, Michelle times three, and then that's pretty much where the list stops. I I don't want. To see Edelman times five. I think if Edelman's catching five touchdown passes, you're really struggling. Um, well, in my, ideally, my fantasy, I want to see him get five touchdowns. Yeah, but Edelman's never been sort of a, a touchdown scorer. He's, his work comes in between the 20s. Like, inside 20, I'm looking for Gordon. I'm looking for Michelle. Yes. They yeah, really ra- they really lack a red zone target, I think. I think that's probably part of the reason that Brady threw that interception because no one was really able to separate there. Uh, Gordon got off quickly, but Brady was flushed out of the pocket super quick to the right, so he can't really throw that back across his body across formation. That's, I was going to say, you're likely to throw an interception. He did that anyway. But Yeah, I thought he should have just held on to the ball and run it as far as you could. I didn't think you should have thrown it either way. Either either that, throw it away or just run towards that right sideline and see how much yards that you can pick up. At least you've yeah, not he, had he, an interception. Yeah, he was now I think it was third down anyway though. So he the He can't he, he forced the issue is what I'm trying to say basically. Which I didn't think he should have done. Yeah, I'm just checking. Yeah it was Third and third and two. So yeah, it it was third down. He should have just yeah. thrown it away or ate it, and then, well, I say kick the field goal. That's maybe not as simple as it sounds. Um, what did I say to you last week? I'm jumping yeah. on the train. <laughs> yeah, I'm still not there, but it sounded like Belichick was a little bit closer to it. He didn't like, he didn't completely nonsense the question when he was asked after the game, but. It wasn't exactly a glowing recommendation. Last week he came out and said, oh yeah, Kaskowski's kicking the ball really well in practice. Just needs to translate to the games or whatever. This, this week he gave nothing. He was just like, yeah, we all have to play better. Yeah, you, I mean, you can't keep on giving up these points. I know it's one point, but one point <laughs> can be the difference between winning and losing ultimately. That and- should have been a difference. If the Bills yeah. had scored one more touchdown, they win the game. Because the Patriots had nothing going. Yeah. It's, oh, oh, they, they, also, I mean. they also missed the field goal. They also went for the ball, but went for a fourth down, like, comfortably within Patriots' uh, territory. With, like, ten and a half minutes left. Just kick the field goal. Make it a three-point mm-hmm. game. Like, you're driving the ball. You're just not finishing because your quarterback keeps throwing it to the other team. So... Again, I'm going back to the guilt. The, the Bills killed themselves by just making mistakes. I thought, yeah, the the game was there to be had if you're the Bills. If you could, if you're a Bills fan, you come away from that, and you know you should be annoyed. You shouldn't be. The the thing we haven't even touched on yet is the hit on Allen to, to get Barkley into the game, and you know uh, I didn't get I didn't get involved in that discussion in our WhatsApp group. 
Oh no, I, I don't. It's, it's uh, a discussion. It, it, it was. It. I don't even know if he should have been flagged. To be perfectly honest. I didn't think so. I thought, He's a runner. I mean, what, what else do you do? You. He, he wasn't. Uh, he he was not a passer at that point. No. John John Jones. He, I didn't think led with his helmet. He made contact with the helmet. So if you want to throw the flag, I, I get it. But. I didn't think he wasn't headhunting. He wasn't Vontez perfect. No, he did, he wasn't. Um, but he turned. He stops. He turns his shoulder towards him and then lets Alan hit him. The only other thing he could have done is basically step back and go, right. I'm not going to do my job right now. You carry on running if you want to. Because yeah, Alan was fighting for yards. He had to make a first down. Yeah, he was fighting for it. So, I think Brady said it on WEI yesterday. Belichick told him early in his, in his career, if you don't want to get hit, throw the ball away or slide. Yeah, because that jo- hit Josh Allen took tried to run through a linebacker and then got hit by a DB. Like, exactly. I, 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 I re- if a, a lot of a lot of the Bills seem to come out after the game and say if that was Brady, there would have been more consequences. If that was Michelle, no one would have said anything. Yeah, if that had been an actual running, if that had been if that had been Frank Gore running towards John Jones, then not, nobody not would, thing have would have that. said no, no, not a thing. It's because it's a quarterback and they try and protect them these days and all the rest of it that that was that's why there's this storm started. But I still think you shouldn't be talking about that. If you're talking about that as a Bills fan, then you're missing the bigger picture. Is that game was there to be had and you've screwed up and yeah. Ultimately, cost yourself a win at the end of the day. Yeah, so. <laughs> that, that, that's what it comes down to for me. I I was legitimately worried about this game. Like mm. at, at the start, I thought they had a chance, and but the more and more the game went on, I was like, oh, they're good. they're going to lose it. Like <laughs> if the Bills hadn't played terribly, they've run away with that game. Because yeah. they caught the Patriots' offense on a bad day. The defense, I don't think, had really had a good day. They took the ball away. That was the only good thing they did. It was kind of handed to them, was it? But they let the Bills run all over them. Like, yeah, was... the, the the one positive I, for me, for like from a Bills perspective as well, was Frank Gore. I, I tweeted it out at the time. was like, you know, that's him hit over his 15,000 yards. Fair play yeah. to the guy. You I mean, you're... 36, you're still playing the league, you've got over 15,000 yards, and it takes some feet to do that. So take uh, you know, take any sort of fanaticism out of it, whether you're Bills or Patriots, you know, hats off to the guy. Fair play to Frank Gore, well done, man. You've reached over 15,000 yards. I'm just going through um, the interceptions here for Buffalo. Oh, yeah, the... the, the the defense, as I look at it just now, three three what? of their interceptions came on first down. Yeah, it's unforgivable. No, yeah, you can understand if you're reaching for it, you're like third and twelve or whatever. But yeah, like Matt, Matt Barclays came on fourth down. Yeah, exactly. That, nothing wrong Try, with that at all. Trying to you know push the game and get the win out of it. You're fourth down. You're going for it. You have to, like, you know, fair enough. You forced it. You messed up. Get on with it, but not in first down. Gee, yeah. Like, but uh, it's, with um, hard, 
Sorry, on you go. Our defence, we've got points per game, we're at 6.8 average. Average yards per game is 243. 18 sacks tied first with the Panthers. Um, 10 turnovers forced and 19 of a opposition QB rate. And so we're first in every single category. I mean, maybe I think you're going to say that this game actually inflates that stats a wee bit, aren't you? <laughs> Certainly taking the ball away, but they got yards, so the yards still count against you. Yeah, so that, if you're sitting at 243 yards per game average, then, you know, really that should be sitting at around 200-ish if they'd played better on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, they certainly shouldn't be allowing a 100-yard runner when it's the only thing they had going. Yeah. When we knew that was going to be the case. Exactly. Even if you didn't think that was the case going into the game, it it was apparent really early on that they were running the ball well, so you had to focus on it. And maybe it's one of these things that Belichick was like, "Ah, you can have those runs if you want. You you can try and beat me with Frank Gore running the ball, but as long as your quarterback's going to throw me the ball every third first down, we'll be okay. Yeah, I guess that's one one way to look at it. And I didn't... that, That was one... The only... Well, maybe not the only thing, but one of the things about the defence that annoyed me on Sunday was letting him run because he was breaking tackles left, right and centre. Um, was that Gore? Yeah. He he had one one in particular where he should have been stopped like after five yards and I think he got like 30. It was the one yeah. where I can't remember yeah, who kind of tried to wrap up, tried to kind of wrap him up. JC Jackson came and tried to shoulder him and I think JC Jackson actually like gave him his balance back, kind of like popped him up on his feet again. Mm-hmm. He didn't try to wrap up, and that was kind of my one kind of criticism of JC Jackson throughout the entire day. Yeah, they, um, yeah, they let him him run a bit easier than he should have, and on, with us, Michelle hasn't broken a tackle all season. So uh, that, he had a 15-yard to start the game, and he started running a well again in the fourth quarter, and then they went away mm. from it. Yeah. Which, which I, I, I get early on. They tried to run it early and they did, nothing happened. But then late he popped off one. And I don't think he touched the ball again. So I would have liked them to try and kind of run the ball a little bit more in the fourth quarter there. But and it was what you, were saying. what you were doing. Yeah, it was what you were saying last week though. You know, he's just been taking what he's given right now, which, well, going on Sunday wasn't really a lot. Um, There's... Something else came in my head there, and I can't remember what it was now. I I have one more thing, and it's really ranty slash pernicky. It seems to be that I have a rant every time we play a team in the AFC East because. Track on. I just think they get inside their own heads. They kill themselves. Sean McDermott, mm-hmm. I think, is an idiot. <laughs> the amount of times I saw him screaming his head off, and God knows what. I have another rant after this, which I'll get to shortly. I don't know if you saw, I think it was the missed field goal. Jamie Collins jumped over the line. Yeah. Okay, so they changed the rule last year or the year before. You cannot jump over the center, and you can't run and jump, and you also can't use anybody to elevate yourself over. He just does a high jump. He standing jumped over a man. Yeah, it was so impressive. It was ridiculously impressive. And then he turns to Sean McDermott and he's screaming his head over. He jumped over. He jumped over. Yeah, he didn't touch anyone. He just yeah. standing jumped over. Like, learn the rules. 
And speaking yeah. of learning the rules, Dan Fouts, holy God, screaming for an intentional grounding against Brady. He was like 25 yards out of the pocket. He's... How oh, yeah, I remember that one. Was that the one that they challenged? No, 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 no. This, uh, this was just one. No, one. no one challenged it. The rest obviously didn't look at it because they know the rules. Mm. But Brady got flushed out of the pocket, right? So as soon as he's outside that tackle box, he can throw the ball wherever. It doesn't matter if he's a receiver there. Just needs to get it back to the line of scrimmage, I think. So he did that. And Dan Fouts is like, oh, it's intentional grounding. There's no receiver there. He's, he's out of the pocket. You get paid money to do this. There was one that... I'm doing this for free, and I know the rules. <laughs> there was one that he kind of threw, like, Edelman was maybe five yards from where he threw the ball. And they were trying to get, like, I could hear them on commentary asking for intentional grounding in that one as well. I mean, I can't remember if that was the same one. Can't remember the ins and outs. No, it definitely uh, wasn't the one that I'm speaking about, because he was right. There was no receiver there, but it didn't matter, because he was outside the tackle box. So yeah, it, it makes, makes a difference. The half the game, uh, a bit of a, a showboat here, but half the game I watched on my phone while sitting in the pool <laughs> with a cocktail in hand. <laughs> yeah, I um, did not do that. <laughs> so there was um, a couple of guys um, from LA that noticed I was watching the game, so I kind of took my eye off the ball a little bit. But yeah, there was I could hear the com the commentary team screaming about intentional grounding and. They were having an argument back and forth, and Edelman was maybe like five yards away from the ball, but they was like, "Oh, that must be intentional grounding." Yeah, there, there was definitely there was one, there was one given, and they definitely so asked for one more plus the one that Dan Fouts. I don't know what he thought. I think that was the one that was given was the one that I'm referring to. I think um, um, my my hatred for Dan Fouts and his lack of knowledge. I think that's why Tony Romo looks so good. I don't think he actually is all that good. I think he's just competent. But everyone else is so bad. Hmm. It's he maybe because, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, Jason Witten got a lot of heat last season, which I, I didn't think he was that bad. But Be- Because of the time of it, I didn't really hear much of Jason Witten. But well, that's what yeah, I was going to say as well. People really did slate him. Yeah. I think it was like on Better par with Michael Owen for describing him. I think. Yeah, I think it's on par with Michael Owen for BT the the amount of heat that he was getting for his commentary okay. yeah. last season. I, I'd be lying if I could tell you that I'd, I'd really noticed it personally, but I, I certainly heard a lot of people going on about it. Mm. Um. Any other rants for this week? I think three's enough. No. <laughs> I need to save some for later in the season. They've got the Bills, Dolphins, and Jets to play again. <laughs> and I'm sure I've got like four more Dan Fouts games to get through. Oh, no. And then I've got oh, well. to listen to Chris Collinsworth speak about pro football focus for an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. Just have they to don't make find... it easy. No, I just have to try and find a different means of listening to the game. You could sign up to TuneIn Premium and just have the radio on, I guess. Yeah, it doesn't link up, though. No, I'm not a fan, a big fan of doing it. I'd like to try it sometime, but it doesn't really sync the same, so you're a bit... Yeah, here's a touchdown before the ball's been snapped. It's not ideal for, like, the tension. (laughs) No, exactly. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, well, I think I'll call it quits there, Um, I guess. It's 
16-10 win the New England Patriots. We go 4-0. and Redskins up next. Um, I'm not in on that pod because I'm going to try and enjoy the last few days of my holiday. I know you've got something lined up with um, a Redskins fan for yep. um, later on this week. So, um, yeah, with, with James from... He's part of the First and Ten Network, um, just starting a Redskins podcast. So good luck for him with that. I'll be, I'll have a wee listen later on the week when that comes out. And um, maybe on my, my plane home when I'm crying in my, my final pint I can have. <laughs> uh, I need your prediction I'll... before you go. Oh, okay. Since you're not going to be um, there. Fair enough. Um, what are we then? You've got a combination of you have a choice of three quarterbacks that it could possibly yeah, play him. Yeah, that's, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> I, I saw Belichick saying he's going to be preparing for all three of them. I, I think Haskins probably comes in from now on, even though that could be the wrong mistake because he could get an absolute mauling at the weekend um, from this defence if they keep up the way they have been so far. And he plays like Josh Allen, then they are absolutely goosed. So... McLuhan, if he comes back in, he could have a good game. Richardson's been playing pretty solid for them. They've virtually got no running game from what I've seen so far. So I shall predict... This is another no-touchdown game, huh? It's exactly what I'm going for. Um, I'll go 27-6. I think I've seen... I assume they're not missing the extra point. No, he's going to be on form this week, for goodness sake. Um, yeah, I've seen him. Was it? Was that 14, 14 point difference to open the week? Um, uh, 16. Is it 16 now? Okay. 16, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to cover. My prediction is they cover the spread comfortably, and it's a 27 6 victory for the Patriots, and we move on to 5 0 for the Giants next week. And there you go. Just as a little teaser. To yeah, it's I'll, I'll, I'll entice people into Thursday's show, I think. I think it'll be Thursday. It might be Friday. Um, Colt McCoy should start this game. Hot take. Ooh. Get him in your fancy teams before the waivers come out, I guess. Do not do that. Do not do that. <laughs> I didn't say it'd go well. I just said that's what should happen. Yeah. Uh, as I said, I think Haskins comes in, but he shouldn't. But I think they've, their season's pretty much done already, so why not give it a bash and see how they get on, maybe. Um, but yeah, on that hot take from Nick, I think we'll leave it there. Um, I have been at Matt Inkster on Twitter. He is at the underscore panic. Um, rate, review and subscribe, folks. Please, please, please tell your friends, etc. Tweet it out. Um, tweet us. Give us any questions you want asked for. Um, the Redskins game, if we don't get them answered, if Nick can't get them answered on the pod with him and James, then we'll easily give you answers over social media forms. Um, so yeah, rate, review and subscribe. Tell everyone on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. if you're enjoying the show. If not, then fine, suit yourself. Um, but apart from that, on that note, I think we'll leave it there and until the preview pods for the Redskins with Nick and James on Thursday, Remember, folks, do your job as there are no days off.